Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's brand new. Recorded live. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable podcast. This is podcast number 516. My name is Eric Nielsen. And with me today, I have my co-host, Matt Lungeth. Today is Wednesday, June, what is today? June 24th. This is the VMware Community Podcast. And hit subscribe and go to VMware, youtube.com slash vbarbecue if you want to see what we look like. Matt Lungeth, how are you doing today? Eric, I am well. It is another continuing saga and in the interesting chapter and book that has been 2020. But uh, back here in VMworld land and all things community, we had VMworld registration open yesterday on the 23rd. And um, we also had those um, that had submitted uh, potential sessions for VMworld announcements come back uh, and uh, a lot of positive receptions there. So continuing to march along, I'm healthy, I am well. How are you, sir? How is the weather and how is uh, things out in the bay? And what's the color of the bay today? Well, actually, it's uh, it's beautiful sunny here in California. It's been in the 80s and so and it hasn't been too windy. So the color of the bay is just dark, clear blue, right? So it's one of the nice days of summer. And uh, life has been busy. You're right. We did announce VMworld. And on the show today, we're also going to be talking about vExpert Pro. So topic for today, vExpert Pro. We have several vExpert Pros. I think we have four vExpert Pros uh, on the uh, Roundtable podcast today uh, between uh, Christopher Kuzak, uh, Tolga, Tolga, Humchu, I guess we'll say. We'll introduce Togo. He can tell us the correct pronunciation of him. We also have Corey Romero as well as yourself, uh, Matt, to talk about the VExpert Pro program today. And the VExpert Pro program, I think the nominations uh, or applications are wrapping up towards the end of this week. So that should uh, still give people a little bit more time, but we just kind of want to talk about the status. A lot of excitement going on with the VExpert Pros, with the VExpert Open uh, registration for the back half of the year for regular V experts, as well as VM World. Yeah, registration is open. I registered. Did you register? Oh, most certainly. Yes. I, just, I saw a lot of tweets that were out there for people that did register, people that jumped on right at, right at those sessions. I think we've seen an interesting mix of just obviously it's free this year for general attendance, and then there is that premium tier for those that would choose to do so. But so many great things, even just at the free tier. Uh, that are out there for the community that in years past uh, we haven't seen. So I think it's going to be, you know, with this virtual event, while, you know, not in person in that community aspect, we might be a little bit more inclusive and seeing some of those people that may not be able to a- attend the events in years past and now get to see uh, all of that is um, the platform and all that's out there to offer. So I can't wait, can't uh, see what this means and the effort that's going forth into the platform and, and getting out there. Really hyped about it. 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Go to VMworld.com and register today. It is free. I registered yesterday. Didn't have to wait for anybody to send me an invite or anything like that because it's free. So I've already signed up and started to receive the uh, mail flow that you get from uh, VMworld.com when you sign up. So that's also going to be fun. Uh, Corey Romero, vExpert applications open until I think this Thursday. Is that correct? Yeah, they, yep, they close tomorrow night. Um, so if you're on the fence, you better get on it. Um, I've seen, you know, I think about 15 to 20 applications come in um, just from this morning so far. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I'm actually really impressed this year on how many applications that we have. Uh, we've got almost 550 applications um, just for the second half, which is impressive. Wow. Um, you know, wow. I, I appreciate everything that the VExpert pros have done and the VExperts. I, I, this year, they're a little bit different. Um, I went out and reached out to the pros and the V experts and said, Hey, write a blog post and some tweets on the value prop, right? Like what, not just, Hey, I get free licenses. Hey, I get free shirt from a partner, right? What is it actually done for you personally? What, what are your friendships like, right? What has it done for you professionally, right? What's your job like? What's your job? What's changed? And so we marketed, we went out and marketed all these blog posts and push this stuff out. And I, I, by doing that, I think we're really boosting and people are seeing like, hey, there's a lot of value in this. And if I'm contributing to the community um, like these guys are, I should probably go and apply. So we're seeing a lot of it. And um, yeah, yeah. So I, I appreciate everything. The pros are amazing. Uh, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate you. Um, and we've got the expert pro application training happening Friday morning. Um, so we're going to go through that since we have some new VExpert Pros this year. Nice, nice. All right, well, we'll get to the VExpert Pro. I'll do a little uh, overview before when we get to our guests here. Um, but before we get to guests, one last thing, which is uh, a little bit of VM world. There's uh, some community news there. One, we did get allocated 20 birds of a feather sessions across the uh, two-day event. Um, and it, it it it's actually kind of a three-day. It's a three event event. We're going to be running the VMworld in Europe time zone. We're going to be running VMworld in US time zone. And we're going to be running VMworld in Europe time zone, which means that if we do birds of a feather sessions for community with V brown bag, which I haven't gotten to Alistair yet to talk to him, talk him through what we actually landed on, which is 20 half hour sessions over that's that's eight hours a day. That's 16. I get 16 in two days and we actually get uh, four extra slots. So, uh, but then we have to rerun those. So we run the 20 in Europe time. We have to run the 20 in US time and we have to run the 20 in uh, APJ time. And at the same time, we need some members of the community to actually be part of the virtual boff. Right. Uh, we have to have people answering questions, dealing with traffic on the chat windows. Um, we're going to actually have, you know, the, the live stream video feed right of the person. And there's a couple positions that they told us I need to recruit uh, four people per session. And if we're running those um, in three different time zones, right. That means that I'm going to have to have like 100 people by the time I'm done. Although some of us can do, obviously, all day, all night. We'll just we'll just red bullet right and uh, run those but that's actually exciting because i was wondering how are we going to do these v expert uh you know and community oriented birds of a feathers and we're actually driving that concept of birds of a feather which is you get in a room there's only going to there could be a limited number of zoom seats like maybe possibly 30 where you can come in and we're going to have a format where for the first five or seven minutes you're going to get to say hello to people and uh chat right so it's like 10 minutes of open hey how's it going what's new chat with everybody then dive into the 
subject and, and get the, you know, which is really only a 10 minute topic and then more chat, right, about the topic so that um, so that it really feels like you're coming to a place to hang out. And that's what birds of a feather are supposed to be. It's like minded people that want to come together and talk. And uh, and maybe we'll have some pizza, pizza stuff or, you know, wear your favorite garb. Um, we would like to have video enabled. Not sure if we're going to get video enabled yet. Certainly for the speakers. I know chats enabled. They came back and said, you want 30 live camera feeds and I'm like yeah that's the idea is you can say hello to people and you know engage with them so we're working on that but we have we have been given those slots allocated to uh, ourselves in V brown bag we'll probably just do most of them from V brown bag so if you have a topic that, that you think would be fun to talk to the community about right they would lend itself well to kind of like more conversational it's not just a presentation uh, think about it I'm going to be talking to Alistair we'll put up a call for topics and get those in we have a relatively short period of time to make that happen. So that's exciting. We finally have the format. We have allocation for communities, and we're going to be doing that. We're also going to be doing a hackathon the following day after the show so that we'll have more time to do it. So that looks like it's coming together. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's moving forward. We finally got in the okay this week to start, so we will start working with everybody to, you know, get – some online engagements uh, defined and up in schedule builder and they will be in schedule builder. And uh, that's what I know so far. So that's what's happening with VMworld. Now let's get back to the VExpert Pro uh, topic at hand. Uh, again, we have um, our guests here. We should, uh, everybody knows, of course, Corey Romero, no introduction there. Matt, you're a VExpert Pro. I don't suppose we need to have you introduce yourself, um, but we should start with uh, potentially Christopher Kuzak. Christopher is on the on the on camera with us. If you're over on uh, YouTube, uh, Christopher, you're a VExpert Pro. You've been uh, engaged in the community since I've been at VMware, like probably 10 or 12 years now. So uh, a longtime customer, a longtime advocate, longtime pro, uh, or at least a professional, and now a VExpert Pro as well. Um, why don't you take a minute and uh, a couple minutes to tell us. What have you done in your career in IT? Who are you? And um, then we'll get into the VExpert Pro program itself. Perfect. Yes. So I'm uh, Christopher, or CXI on the internet, or Twitter, etc. I blog at thepragmatictech.com. But uh, I, I even recently on LinkedIn shared photos of my uh, VMware 1.0 media I found from 1999. So I've been working with VMware for a couple days, <laughs> 12-year VExpert. Uh, my journey has been an interesting one over the years, going from simple user, practitioner, partner, reseller of it, vendor. Uh, you know, it took me all the way to Afghanistan to run theater-wide infrastructure operations for two years, and then you know, uh, back to the states here into a CTO role, and then then you know, leaving that role to you know where I'm going to be fine, uh, where I'll invest my time next. But the V Expert program in the community has been a great part of that entire experience over these like literal decades because you know, again I've got that media and everything from 99 and uh, 21 years plus has been quite some time to be to be a part of of this relationship community and, and, and right. partnership within the whole VMware ecosystem. So I've been really excited and passionate about it. Well, I, I got two comments there. One is you must have started in your virtual career if you have 1.0. I have like 3.0 CD set and I'm proud of the <clears throat> VI3, but you have 1.0. You must have started when you were like 12 because you don't look very old there in the video. So uh, I, I, try, I try not to look very old, but for what it's worth, 
I unfortunately couldn't, I actually had discarded or got rid of my pre 1.0 versions I had. So the best I had was the 1.0 media and the, the physical piece of paper letter, which I still have that says, thank you, you know, and everything always went to sales at VMware, but it was, uh, those were gr great times. It's, it's still something that I, you know, I, I, I cherish to this day because VMware has been a big part of, of, of business, of community and, you know, it's impact. It's, it's had from an infrastructure standpoint right. as well. Perfect. All right. And we'll get on to our second uh, the expert pro here, uh, Tolga. Tolga, you're Tehumchu, I think is how you say that. So Tolga, welcome to the show. Same thing. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how long have you been in the VMware ecosystem and uh, give us a view of the arc of your career. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. My name is Tolga Tehumchu. Um, I'm a staff cloud architect currently and uh, VMware is part of my career since 3.5, just like you said earlier. Uh, but before that, I was using VMware Workstation, you know, VMware Server, but uh, 3.5 when I first got my VCP. But uh, I've been in the industry for like 20 years. I've changed roles just like Christopher. You know, I was a developer at one point. I was a tester. And then I did uh, instruction, basically corporate, uh, you know, corporate instructor. Then uh, originally, uh, when VMware started getting into my career, and when I got my first VCP, I started, the, you know, how amazing this product was at the time, as well as today, of course. But uh, then slowly getting into that vExpert committee, which I've been a vExpert for nine years, um, and that changed my entire career. Right today, where I am at is because I'm where I'm standing today is just because of VMware. So it was a most important community that VMware built to be a vExpert. But on top of that, last year I got the vExpert professional too. So it's, it's you know being a vExpert pro now I'm more humble than you know, honored to be here. But um, you know, I did a bunch of different roles just like Christopher. Uh, but on top of that, um, I also teach at the State University of New York. Um, I was a full-time there at one point, but now I'm a part-time. I still teach VMware ICM courses there. So every uh, fall and spring semesters, um, we run VMware IT Academy program using that program. We're actually leveraging and teaching VMware ICM courses at the State University of New York, which we get a lot 30 to 40 students every year graduating, and they're ending up with uh, some type of jobs at the customer or even a partner or, or, or anywhere they want to land, right? And usually the VMware ICM helps them get there. But um, overall, you know, again, I've I just registered for VMworld yesterday. Uh, this was, you know, as nice. soon as the uh, VMworld opened up for registration. Uh, I've actually been to 10 VMworlds total as a customer, as a partner, as well as as a blogger three times. But uh, I missed last year, but this will be my first time virtually being there. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great, great to see you. Uh, the, and then, of course, we have Matt Lungeth. And uh, Matt, you, you're, just, you're just the god. But uh, how long have you been a V-Expert? Uh, V-Expert, I believe this is uh, year four. Nice. Uh, but have been involved with the community for, I, I believe, my first VMUG meeting was back in 2005, 2006 timeframe with uh, Pittsburgh and then moved into uh, a leadership role there and have been with the community ever since. Wouldn't have it any other way. All right, nice, nice. All right, well, um, and, and Corey, Corey runs the VExpert program. So let me just talk a little bit, set the stage for what we were trying to do here. So um, I'll just tell a little bit of history of the VExpert program. We started with uh, uh, me and John Troyer sat, I told him I wanted a program like what Microsoft had for MVP, right? I had taken over the community program and one of the things I noticed is that we just didn't have what 
they didn't call it influencer back then. It was just, we didn't have a recognition to, for all the good people that are doing hard work. And, and John, John didn't really get it. He was like, what, do, what does that mean? And I, I said, well, look at the Microsoft MVP program. At the time, they had like 1,500 MVPs in their program. And we we're like, you know, we should have something like that. We don't have as many products, but that was, that's kind of, so we looked at the MVP. We actually almost called it MVP, but then we were worried that, that Microsoft wouldn't be happy with that. So we wrote stuff on the whiteboard, came out. We identified, I think, 20 people that were big in the community that were engaged, right? Whether it be Duncan Epping and uh, several of the other guys that were really engaged with the, with outbound activities on the community platform, as well as blogging, because uh, blogging star had started back in around 2006. And then also Twitter came in like 2006 as well. So that's when we started realizing we could do this. We created it. And then we ran it probably up to about 100, and, 100 people, 120 people over time, uh, which was fine. And that, that was good. But then we kind of you know, started looking at how do we how do we grow it? We had gotten a few more products now. We were maturing, and we grew it from 100 to 350. Uh, then we opened it up to VCDXs and kind of started promoting the program because before before that it was pretty exclusive, right? It was like a small club. Uh, but we actually wanted to move to the model of actually training people. So we managed to get it up to about 1,200 people, but it became unwieldy. And uh, we invited uh, Martin Smith uh, on the program as well, but he could he had conflict today. And Martin kind of jumped in because after about 1,200, we had these huge spreadsheets. We couldn't actually manage the volume of people that were coming in, the applications that were coming in. The quality of the people started to decline. And it wasn't that people were – they were just people that were being lazy, that didn't do any work the, the year before, but expected to become a V-expert again. And we didn't have the ability to actually see what they were doing because there was 1,200 people and there were just – Two of us. Martin jumped in, built the VExpert app. So any of you know VExpert, VExpert.vmware.com, an amazing app. Uh, that let us scale. That let us scale, and we picked up probably another 500 people in the program because we could uh, allocate, we could vote, right? And so for several different years, a bunch of us sat in conference rooms. Uh, me and the whole team: Katie Bradley, Elsa Mayer, uh, Corey Romero, myself, Tony Dunn, and we sat in approved approved applications, right? Looking at applications, but we only did a lightweight version of that, and we certainly didn't have many touch points. Along came Valdesir, which I got to do a shout out for Valdesir uh, Covejo, I think his last name is, but Val. Everybody calls him Val. Um, he he was looking for something to do, and I put him on a contract and said. Let's build a pro program, a program that we have, uh, you know, under 100, you know, people in every country that can go out and recruit and have engagements and talk to potential V experts and teach them what it's like to be a good blogger, to be a good influencer, to be good on Twitter. What are the, the hashtags? How do you engage? What's a good blog? How do you build a good blog? And that's where we started with it. And uh, again, we made a list of like, who are like 10 or 15, you know, influencers that are actually doing this already. And there were a lot of people like yourselves, Christopher and Tolga and others who were already seen as leaders in the VExpert community. And then at the same time, we said, why don't we have Martin open up admin rights to all the VExpert pros so they could actually come in and review people's applications and we could actually have them be part of 
what does it take to become a V expert? So that uh, so we we've actually transitioned the V expert program to almost be almost like community led to some degree by the V expert pros that can come in and uh, look at how that is. And so that sets the stage uh, for where we are today. And the reason I think this is a, a celebration, Corey Romero, who's on the call here, is that. We, we've, we've been sitting at about 1,700 V experts for probably three years now. Um, and Microsoft has, you know, got up to like 2,500 to 3,000 MVP. And so we're slowly looking at that. Uh, but we need to, if we cross that 2,000 person threshold, we have to make sure they're high quality, right? That we are engaged, that we can scale out. And that's what we've done with the V expert Pro program, uh, which is, you know, uh, key influencers who are, training the trainers, right? We're training the trainers and they, they're they they're going out and, and recruiting experts. And so we now, with this latest application, I think we're sitting at 1,800 V experts and with 550 apps in, happening over the, the second half here, we're gonna easily cross uh, cross over that 2,000, which is, I wanna have an air horn, I want for, for being able to cross that 2,000 effectively. And I think there's two things that have made that happen. Um, one is Mart Martin, right? Um, and, and even now he's recruited some of the experts to help him code on the app. So it's a community app being, being built by community. And at the same time, the v expert pros. And so we wanted to do a shout out to the expert pros and invite some of them in and uh, at least talk to them about that. So, um, so, so Corey, I, I, I do have in here, you know, like give us a summary of the program globally. Can you tell us kind of like a global footprint? You know, are we are we globally? How many countries? Where where are the expert pros? Yeah, so yeah, we are globally. Um, we are at exactly forty countries. So we have uh, ninety eight the expert pros this year, and who represent forty countries. It's wow. uh, quite amazing. We have um, people who come in um, who don't primarily speak English. It's a second language. Um, so what we offer as a big value prop of this program is the ability to go in and find a VExpert Pro um, via the VExpert app and work with that pro to say, hey, I, last year, you know, I, I got declined. I wasn't sure. So the pro will actually work with this person in region and help them write their application, whether it's in English or maybe they'll help them do a translation. Um, but the pros are really there. They're really a key piece to this entire um, global footprint that we're that we're now pushing out. Um, so yeah, that's right. that's, uh, that's great. That's a summary of the footprint of right. the uh, global expert right. program. So I'll I guess I'll jump over to Christopher. Then I'll let uh, Matt do some talking because I know I've monopolized my hosting ability here. But uh, Christopher, why don't you uh, tell us what does it mean for you when you're talking about recruiting V experts? What what's the way you go about doing that? And um, and then secondly, are there reasons to be a v expert pro if you feel passionate about this like so first what do you do to recruit v experts and what's your experience been like there uh, and then to you know do you think it's worthy being a pro so i've always had the the gracious opportunity to be part of this community and find people and connecting people you know through running events and other things that i've done in the past and i would like specifically one of the benefits of attending vmworld and other events like that would be one, there's all the people we know, right? Everyone that's part of the community knows everyone. But then there's people who are new to the community or people who are, are not a part of the community at all. And I would see them at 
you know, sessions, presentations, walking the floor, or whatever it happens to be. And that, that applies not just at VMworld, but also in the greater community as a whole. I see these people out there and they're they're doing they're doing the good work. They're going out there, they're sharing their experience, their passion about what they're doing. That's that which is a, a hard line that a lot of people don't realize. <clears throat> and that line is they're like, oh, what I'm doing doesn't really matter all that much because it's it's what I do for work. But it's not what you do for work because if you take Every, you know, whether whether someone's at a vendor, they're a sales engineer, systems engineer, solution architect, any of those things, or if you have admins or operators that are working in a customer environment, admins, operators, architects, and they're, everyone, they go to work, they do their job, you know, they, they, they clock in the time clock, and then they, you know, they, 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 they clock out every day. Everyone effectively does that, but it's the people who, you know, they're like, wow, what I did today was so hard or wrong or different or complicated they solve some type of problem and they they document that experience so they share that for others so that yeah. way they can benefit from them a lot of times those people they don't see the value in their own actions and but i see the value in that because when i, I i've had this before I, I wrote a blog post about vmware uh, workstation and about vmware fusion um 12 years ago uh, right and people still hit this post today and they're saying that helped me fix my problem i'm like that's great that was not the intention because it was clearly written for a much older version but it, it's uh, it's those little you know rewards of like i i saw a problem i found a way to resolve that and i see all of these uh, members of the community who are going and doing this on a regular basis and those people they, they are the evangelists that they may not necessarily realize they may not uh, know all the the inroads and, and and the fact that there is a strong community there. Sometimes they do, and they want to be a part of that community. Uh, the number of people I've talked to are they're like, I want to become more engaged in my VMUG, and they want to become you know they want to present and speak and so on and so forth. Right. And they they all they a jack of all different careers and what have you. And it's it's whenever I see those things, that's a it's a great level of like growth, and it's a personal passion of those people. And then and taking that to the next level, and this is where the VExpert Pro program, I found it actually be extra beneficial, is while working with some of the the new prospective VExperts. Uh, actually, I'm going to call out one, you know, silently. There was, I talked with one prospective VExpert who is, lives in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And all of the VMware curriculum that they were getting was delivered in English. Uh, the DMC is French speaking. So he as just a regular, you know, run-of-the-mill person who cares about virtualization and VMware has been translating the courses from nice. English into French so right. as to share virtualization and VMware with the people of Congo. And I, that right that that is an extra yeah. dose of that that's not your day job. That's not it's not something like, oh, I uh, you know, this is something that we could do. It's something that someone is directly doing and investing and in trying to, you know, share that love, share that spread. And I personally I've actually been working on translating some of my blog posts as well as creating brand new content into Mandarin in order to spread that reach even further throughout the the uh, APAC region, uh, China, Taiwan, and, and so forth. Because there there is a number of active bloggers in that space. I'd say I there's probably about 12 active virtualization type bloggers in China. 12 out of, let's say only a couple hundred million of them are focused on a tech-centric uh, subject that, that, that can be grown more, and that's another area that I'm personally trying to to grow and invest in that area as uh, both a – just remember the community. It's not even – what this is irrespective of VExpert or VExpert Pro. This is just a way to reach out to more people and, and 
have right. them be able to grow and in, invest as right. well to, you know, cause it, it spreads in that kind of yeah. wildfire in a very good way. You had to go to really good point too, which is, um, I remember when we were trying to grow it to 600 or 800, the expert pro, uh, program, and and people are like, how can you do this? You're just going to – and I'm like, there are 300 countries or whatever the number is, 280 or some number like that. I said, even if we just had a single expert and you know, pro in every country just to help with the translations right, of material, mm-hmm. just to engage in their language. I can't engage. I, it's interesting. In APJ region, I get really interesting followers now right? that, that I get to I, – I, yeah, I follow everybody that follows me and then I, you know, usually say a direct, "Hey, how's it going?" Right? Um, and and you, you know that English is their second language, but uh, it's it's connecting and it's also having them be able to create their own VExpert program in that country in their language. And the pros being in these forty different countries allow this program to do that, and without us having to learn forty different languages. So it is, it is, yeah. And that sharing aspect of it, yeah, really, really important. All right, so that's a that's good. Um, Matt, any any questions before we get to Tolga? No, I just you know to comment on on some of those. I just happened to watch a, a Tam Lab of the YouTube uh, Tam Lab uh, sub channel that just uh, has put out some fantastic comment content lately and has really really increased their their amount of content that they've been putting out. And one of the last ones that was just published was a specific lab that was done in Portuguese. So that we, as we increase these labs and and, and we increase these the, the, the local V experts, localization and translation is, is a great thing. It's a it's a global program. It's a global organization, and it's part of the growth uh, and extending to it. And the more that we can see this translations take place in multiple formats, whether it's blog or native language content, I think the better. So it's it's a huge component of where we go with the program as a whole. Nice. Did you guys see that video produced by what was it? One of the members of uh, re- representing Myanmar and uh, promoting the VMware program and and virtualization to those people who are native to Myanmar. Nice, nice. Haven't seen that, but that's inter- interesting. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the model. I love it. I love it, and uh, it it has been growing. And with the application and so forth, it's it's nice to see. Tolga, um, you're. I know you've been out there. You've been patient here. You know, just a couple things. What's your impressions of what you've heard so far? So that you stay with it, and then I'll I'll hit you with. You know, it's always happy. We always give each other big hugs, right? Like, oh, the V the V community and the V experts. Oh, it's big hug time, right? Uh, I'll always I, I always say like, what what do we think our challenges are? Uh, in in the community as a whole, and uh, and how can the V experts or the program, whatever you know, try to try to tackle some of this? And so, just thought I'd like to hear from you. Sure. Well, everything Christopher just said, I agree. Right. Um, on top of that, of course, yes, we do have uh, challenges on the V expert or V expert Pro. Right. Basically, it's the biggest challenge we have is to make people understand what's the true meaning of being a V expert. And you know, when I go to VMworld events or VMUGs or local events that everybody's speaking the same language, right? Uh, it is awesome to be there. And and you you again, you've been honored just being part of that community. So sometimes we need to understand that we wanna, you know, kind of put that message out to the expert to be what is the really true meaning of being a V expert. On top of that, being a V expert pro now. We need to dig outside of our community to find fresh people, right? You know, as, as Christopher said, sometimes there are people there out there, uh, you know, 
we don't know yet, but until you really reach out to them and, you know, within, within social media or whatever it is, you, you actually help them out, get to where they want to be. So as you can tell, my name is not, you know, regular name, right? I am actually Turkish origin. So, and recently, last three, three, four years, there's a lot of people from Turkey joining the expert programs. I've been in touch with them over the years, just helping them out to get to where they are. And a lot of them are really, really good. And they do Turkish blogs and, and, and even on the VExpert Pro program, when they apply for this, this time, you know, Corey mentioned earlier, we are now reaching out to them. And there's a few things that I actually start reading Turkish blogs to understand, you know, how is the translation going and trying to help them out. But, you know, those are the things that we, we have to reach out, not only in our committee, not only the expert committee, but outside of their, you know, outside of our channels and say, hey, who else is out there doing similar work and try to find them out. So those are the biggest challenges we have today. But I think... Um, again, these two programs are just amazing. I mean, it's just uh, uh, I, I can't I can't put words to it, right? The, the, you know, when I see somebody with the V Expert logo on it, you know, I just want to go hug them, right? You know, I just want to be talk to them, and I just want to be you know hang out with them, whatever that is, right? The, because the topics just open up, and you start talking about the same language, and and it's just no matter where your origin is, you know, we all. We are all about virtualization. We are all about what we want to talk about. So that, but that's what we've come back to. So, yeah, I think yeah. I think that I sometimes forget about just the technology and the layers of things we've had to learn in order to be in this industry for five or six years. If you've if you've been working with virtualization for five or six years, you've done a lot of work. You've attached storage devices. You've set up virtual networks. You've you've had compute. You've had uh, VMware tools set up. You've had to deal with crashes. You know VMDKs. It's like the list goes on and on. And you're right. You just want to hug them and go and cry, going, "Hey, don't ever do tar uh, uh, XVF when you meant to do a tar C." because everything will go horribly wrong uh, and it's like that kind of stuff where you you actually connect and then you sh you like to share those experiences share. so other people can avoid things like that and every every piece of information that we share out no matter it's a blog post or a Twitter or whatever it is right is an article it helps somebody as as Christopher just said 12 years ago when he wrote an article it's got still getting people hitting and and you know saying thanks to him because you know, it's the problem that they're solving, right? We are solving a problem eventually, uh, no matter what it is. It could be something really minor, but somebody went through it, posted, yeah. spent the time after the work. They maybe they did in their home labs, reproduced the problem, posted on it. And yeah, it right. helps everybody. The other thing that this program does is there is a, there's a natural career arc. Uh, I, I like to use the Disney model, right? There's always a new set of teenagers to watch Snow White, right? So in the land of virtualization, um, there's always new people coming in to, to um, your point of teaching classes, right? You, there are going to be new people. There are going to be people that graduate and become architects like yourself, right? Where, you know, you, you step up and you have this career arc, right, that, 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 that transverses until one day you retire, right? And, uh, and then you have new people. So people ask me that, like, oh, how many new community members do you get per week, right? And uh, I actually tell them, it's like, I get 6,000 new community members mm -hmm. sign up to VMTN every week, right? Which is like, they're like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to remember that I also have 5,600 of them move on every week as well, right? Like it's an arc of people. We've been here long enough that people begin their career and end their career in 20 years, right? And move on to other jobs. But having some of the more senior people become the experts of the experts pro to help those that are just coming up through their 
they're the, the ladder, so to speak. So, all right. I guess I didn't ask a question. I just kind of said that, yeah, that's 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 how that works. Um, some of the things that we're doing with the app that I think will be interesting. One of the things, I guess I'll ask either one of you. I guess I'll I'll hit Togo first, then I'll I'll ask Christopher and I'll ask Matt. Um, one of the things that we're looking at when we're we're moving the community platform to from Jive to Lithium, and we're creating what we call coffee shops. One of the coffee shops I'm thinking of spinning up is a careers coffee shop, right? A place where you can come in, post jobs, engage with. Because part of this isn't part of this making more money along that journey as well, like so that you can figure out what you want to do next. And sometimes there's boredom to this. Like I, I've been running, you know, workstation for a long time. I want to do something different. And so you can engage with community to learn what you need to learn next. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a great idea, opening a coffee shop to be able to chat about careers, because eventually, as you said, we, you know, we are working, but we are you know, getting older, as we get older, we want to move to different positions, even though it's in the same field. It's just a different hats that we're wearing. Sometimes we're already wearing three, four hats, but also guiding people throughout the same process, right? And as you said earlier, too, like, you know, when I teach the ICM courses, every student that's graduating that, especially graduating with a, you know, bachelor's degree from college, my goal is to make sure that I help them out in LinkedIn, getting up to their profile, make sure that they get an internship somewhere, or a job somewhere, which I've placed so many students over the years, uh, you know, it helps. So, for example, that coffee shop idea, I'll bring all my students there, you know, when, when the time comes. Yeah, mm -hmm. great idea. Christopher, you came off mute. Any any thoughts? Uh, I have uh, my, my uh, actually a couple different thoughts on that. <laughs> that and it's part of a, uh, reaching a point of expansion. You know, the V, the V expert universe and the VMware universe has just been growing and growing and growing and you know, we're reaching that, you know, that universal kind of expansion. Largely, still to this day, a lot of people think, when they think of VMware, they think of ESXi hypervisor. Right. They don't, sometimes it'll vary, but they don't necessarily always think that there's 79 plus additional products within the portfolio. I've, I've talked with some people and all they do and deal with is VeloCloud, NSX, Avi. Those are the only things they deal with. And yet they're, they're still like deeply entrenched within the VMware ecosystem. And that's a like, you know, wow. But a lot of times people are, they're just thinking how everything ties back into, you know, the one little piece of it. And that's, and it's not that it's wrong, but more and more growth and expansion can be happening in those areas. Especially with the, this year is the first year with the V expert security, but also this year is deeply entrenched, greater investment security from a portfolio standpoint, as well as from an industry standpoint. As someone with a deep, extensive background in security, and I've watched the gross disappointment of uh, security being highly overlooked and ignored for years and years, that's it, it's very exciting to me. Of people are going to start securing stuff. They're going to secure their hypervisors. They're going to secure their networks and all that stuff. And it becomes that extra level of growth that each of these individuals can take advantage of. So, like we're like we're saying from a career progression standpoint, someone started off, hey, I've got my VCP and I've got my investment, knowing this part of the stack. And then they start to grow that they become an architect over that space or they become at a much higher level. But their their depth and breadth grows ex, uh, uh, exponentially because they're not just focused on a server or or, you know, an applications that they run that server. It just kind of continues to grow. And then when we throw like Tanzu and Kubernetes under that, the, the you know, the sky's the limit of as far as we can go at this point. And that's it's 
a very exciting time to be in technology, and especially in uh, the VMware and, and VI expert ecosystem. That's actually a really so, good point. Go ahead, Matt. So Christopher, that, to your point for, for right there, so we're seeing the, these huge portfolio growths, and especially within the last couple of years, traditional operators that might have been in the DevOps space that are now engaging with our community and using what were you know, traditional infrastructure and that, that blending of it. So everything from, you know, as you mentioned, Kubernetes, security, you see now with you know, AI and machine learning with some of the things that we're seeing with the uh, fusion acquisition. As a vExpert pro, how do you find yourself or have you seen yourself engaging with these new community members that might now be just being introduced to the VMware ecosystem for the first time? How do we reach out to these non-traditional infrastructure folks and show them the value and the benefit that is the, the VMware community that's been around for so long? Well, I'd say it's it, there's there's a side of reaching out to the members of the community, but it everything starts at home. And part of that is further reaching out and engaging the V experts that already live today, because a lot of them are V experts, but a lot of them are on the traditional platform. I recently put out a blog post around Bitfusion, talk about the ML and AI stuff and all the, the functionality there. And one of the reasons is how many people knew that the acquisition happened, you know, some Many people didn't. How many people knew that's something that they could do? So part of it is it's educating and growing within and then getting people excited and passionate around it to where they start using, leveraging, and then scaling those things out uh, others. So I find that uh, it, today there's three basic, well, there's always been basically three different classifications of the expert, right? There's partner, there's customer, there's evangelist. Right, largely, and then there's the VCDX part. But, yeah, to be know, great, yes. But usually, a, a VCDX is going to be one of those three underneath the covers. <laughs> but well, each of those groups look at technology in a slightly different way. A partner will often go through their BTSP VSP training just because they have to as part of maintaining their partnership. Whereas the evangelist may do those things, but they're often sharing the story, and the customer is often dealing with the products that they have on the floor today. They've got VMware on the floor, great. They just acquired Bellcloud in order to expand their SD-WAN strategy or SDF, all those pieces together. That that's something that they'll probably be talking about. But people talk about the things that they that they work with and they deal with more often than not. And uh, if you if I were to ask someone, hey, what are all the products in the VMware portfolio? I could they could probably mention about a dozen, but could they mention about eighty? Sometimes there'll be products in there that they might mention that don't exist anymore. And I've, I've been down that road as well. But there's it's, it's part of it, half of it's educating just the V experts alone of like, we have all these other things. Did you know that you could use this to solve your business problem or whatever? And that sometimes like, that's pretty exciting. That's, you know, and they can get really passionate and excited about those items within the portfolio more than just the stuff that they, you know, I do what I do because it's what I do, you know, and thus it's easier to talk about the things you do because you know those things. Great points. Tolga, have you had any experience with reaching out to members of the community that have not been, let's call it, traditional infrastructure operators that may have been introduced through different means, security, SD-WAN, um, EUC, or, or whatnot? Well, yeah. And how I mean, have you engaged with them? Yeah, I usually, like, I usually, you know, either they're in a customer area or they're using certain platform for certain products within VMware. Uh, either I got introduced through, you know, a friend or I reach out to them through social media, we connect and we start sharing ideas. So 
that's how I normally reach out. But uh, sometimes I could be in a meeting during my full-time day job, daytime job, and I could be meeting somebody who's running the VM infrastructure for that company. Then I don't just let them go after the meeting is over. Hey, let's go grab a beer, right? And let's chat about this. And then, you know, we'd start talking about this whole thing. And then oh, my ultimate goal is to, you know, get them to, okay, they, they could be a partner, they could be a customer, but get into our community. Hey, what are you doing today for the community? You know, can you, do you want to be part of that? So that's, that's how I reach out usually. Uh, and, and the thing is, there's so thousands of them, right? That's everywhere, right? We're, you know, we can just reach out to them in different methods, but that's how, how I normally do. Uh, in person is always good, but now with the COVID situation, everything's good. <laughs> I, th I think sure, you guys, I think you guys bring up some an uh, interesting point with this whole topic, which is, uh, and uh, Christopher, you 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 touched on it, which is the breadth of our products now, and the fact that we have cloud services, SaaS services. We're getting away from the just V everything, right? Uh, and we have quite a lot. It still sits in your data center. Um, I could see where the VExpert Pro program, we might have to look at doing some activities around technologies, right? Like, the, and we do have the subgroups, the NSX and the, the, the subgroups, but the Pro program hasn't really looked at subgroups. We looked at it from a country expansion perspective. And there might be some work that we need to do around what are the key elements and how do we engage with the security audience, right? So that when we're recruiting the experts in security, uh, we we know what to say. Because I think by and large, a lot of the pros probably come from the hypervisor foundation and then we're slowly growing up. And maybe we have to do, I know we have the badges in the VExpert app, uh, but there might be some work that we could do around how are we building collective that are in you know, I want to say coffee shop areas, right, which is whether it's security or whether it's other topics that aren't what I would call traditional um, hypervisor based data center stuff, because I can see that as we're SaaS services and acquiring bunches of technology that that, that might be a place that we grow into in the next year or two. Anyway. All right. Well, we're coming up to the top of the hour, and I know we have a, a hard stop at the top of the hour. Uh, I want to finish up with a, maybe a minute or two from Corey Romero, if he's still around. Um, I, my question to you, Corey, is I know you guys are working with Martine around some new app applications, new stuff in the app, in the VExpert app. Uh, one of them, I think, is going to be you know, being able to update your resume, kind of your application, which acts as your kind of what I did this year um, um, diary. Uh, is that still something you guys are pursuing? You know, Eric, that's, uh, that's actually the number one thing that we're going to build out first, just because I think that holds the most amount of value. We have a whole bunch of little things to do. Um, I think we've got a, I think it's number, I think it's the 10. So we, we, we categorize these by a P1, P2, P3, right? So um, we've got 10 P1s, uh, maybe 15 P2s and 12 P3s, right? So uh, that is the number one P1 that we have, right? Um, just because it provides the most value, right? And I think it, where it really holds the most value is, is doing those little things that you forget about throughout the year, right? And um, it's, it's funny that a lot of times we'll get applications come in and they're really, really short applications and we deny it because we just go, yeah, there's lack of detail, right? Like we don't even, we don't know what you do. And so when we get emails back and we always ask, hey, 
if you can provide more detail, do an appeal and send it back to us, right? Because we don't want to just say, hey, you're not doing the stuff. And they go, well, I am, but I just didn't describe it very well. So the emails that we get back a lot of times are just paragraphs of paragraphs because they go back and they actually go, oh, wait a minute, let me think a little deeper on what I did do, right? Where as this new live application, that's like a year-round application, and the only time you can't update it will be during the voting process, right? Because it's locked in and that's what we're looking at. Um, so that's a very, very short window. So it leaves you, you know, 11 months to go through and up and, and build your application, which is uh, very, very valuable. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, that one is one that uh, and I think people can use as a tool, right, to kind of document your career throughout the throughout the year. So one, it can be a resume in input. When you, if, you, if you ever want to update your resume, you have your V-Expert kind of uh, diary that you'll be able to have, uh, and you can do add to it year after year. Hopefully, you can go back and look at uh, what you've been doing through those years. And it, it kind of becomes like my... My Facebook pages, uh, for me personally, I the reason I still post on Facebook, one, because my parents are still alive uh, and they like seeing what I'm doing with my family. But two, it just becomes my diary. Nobody wants to say that, but it actually is. It's a diary of my life, right? I post photos. I put some comments in, what I'm thinking, who I'm yelling at, whatever. You can see a state of Eric throughout the 10 years I've been doing that. And I think the VExpert app uh, process and that, because we're home building this app, could be an app that... It, and not the application, but the app itself could be that for your career as you document all the things and activities. And it can actually be things I'd like to see us be able to upload some photos into it so that you can actually kind of remember the VExpert, uh, the, the, the VM world from 2008. I uh, have really great pictures. I put them on Twitter and then they're gone, right? And I don't really have what I would call a career Facebook kind of place. So I'm looking forward to that, you know, coming to realization where we actually have that diary as part of that. All right, we're up at the top of the hour. Uh, Tolga, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, Tolga, your staff architect for Splunk. Uh, you're a VExpert Pro. You do a lot of work for us, and it's great to have you. Um, to to Chumchu, to say your last name one more time, and then we'll let you go because I know you got a hard stop in one minute. To Chu. Thank you so much for having me, Eric, as well as Matt and Corey. Yeah, and Tolga, if our listeners would want to follow you on social media. Is there a Twitter handle that you happen to use? Yes, my at Tolga Tohumja is my full name. <laughs> yeah, T-O-L-G-A-T-O-H-U-M-C-U. Correct. Eric. There you go. Thank you so much. Thank thanks you. For having Thank me. you. Christopher, Christopher, uh, thanks for being on the show as always. Uh, I miss the days when you were overseas uh, having uh, hunkering down in bunkers. I don't miss those days. Yeah. <laughs> I miss it because I, 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 I followed you. I, I do want to do. I do want to do a shout out to the VMware Advocacy page, advocacy.vmware.com. It's a great place for non-V experts to go and see great content. It's a great place for V experts to go and share their content, so that way people can, you know, learn, explore, and be part of the greater VMware community as a whole. There you go. If you are not uh, on. The, the advocacy platform, it's probably because you're not a V expert, but if you want to be on it, you're listening to this podcast, you can be an advocate. Just send T Barry, T B E R R Y, at VMware.com a mail, and he'll send you an invite to the advocacy.vmware.com platform where we have 5,000 people uploading, downloading, and it's one button click publishing out into all your social channels. And there are literally, you know, 100 
50 different items being posted every day that you can go out and share as yourself. So it looks like you're smart and you've curated the content yourself, which is actually pretty nice. Great shout out, Christopher. Thanks a lot for coming on the show and uh, we'll keep track of you and I'll see what, what you get to, I get to follow your life through, through the social channels. And, and, and I, I love that. So thank you, Matt, uh, thank you. Corey. Thanks as always uh, for running the, uh, the, Corey for running the VExpert program and Matt for being my co-host. Uh, for to find to, to finish it up, uh, I got one thing for my, the V Barbecue. V Barbecue report is um, I tried to do barbecue whole chickens. Usually I jerk them and I cut them in half, splay them and put them on the grill. And I tried to do that with barbecue chicken where you put just barbecue sauce on it and like smoke them. I tried to smoke chicken, right? And I tried to do barbecue. And I failed. Uh, it was dry and tasteless, and it didn't pick up any of the smoke. So this is doing the whole chicken. So if you ever want to do jerk chicken whole, those things work great. Smoking a barbecue, a full chicken on a barbecue, and I did a couple of them in a in a Kingsford, you know, charcoal grill. Um, did not work. Dried it out, and uh, nobody ate it. I had leftover barbecue chicken. It was it was sad. So there you go. I will highlight a failure. Um, because we always talk about all the great things we make. This just did not work. Maybe I'll try again. That's it for the week. Um, sorry to hear that. Yep. Thanks. Thanks to everybody. Oh, Tony, you're here. I'm sorry. I did not see you. Anything you want to update before we go? No, no. Uh, charcoal sales are happening, so I've been stocking up on charcoal for my grill. That's my uh, barbecue report for this That's week. Report. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll be again here live next week at uh, youtube.com slash vbarbecue, uh, or you can follow us at TalkShoe, uh, VM, what is it, vmw.re slash pod, P-O-D. Thanks a lot. We'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining. Thanks, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.